Hello everybody, it is the Q-Dog, giving you a pre-game speech before episode 37, and I wanted to uh, just kind of toss out an explanation. Um, Many of you might have noticed that 37 was up, and then about a half an hour after it was posted, it was taken down. That was on me, and I want to explain to you just real quick what happened and uh, why we're reposting it. So I listened to, uh, as is my normal ritual, I listened to um, episode 37 once it was published. And after hearing it, I was extremely concerned that it reflected negatively on my company that I love uh, and that I work for. And uh, I wasn't willing to shine that light on them. Now, because we have subscribers... Uh, the episode was downloaded and I got feedback that it was probably one of the best episodes we had ever done. So after talking with Coach Rita and my wife, we felt it was necessary to get the episode out there because it's truly me and my most raw form getting coached through some really difficult circumstances. And truth be told, it has nothing to do with the company that I love and work for. It has to do with my mindset and how I just kind of, I won't say refused, but decided not to ask for help so that I could take it all on myself. Um, I work for, for a great company and we have tremendous resources and I could have done a better job of taking advantage of those, but, uh, you know, we've all got our own mountains to climb and things to learn about ourselves, and it kind of just comes out as it does. So we decided to relaunch episode 37 and then back-to-back episode 38 so you could hear the reality, which I'm sure there are so many professionals that can relate to on what it means to just ask for help. It's interesting when Coach Rita asked me during this episode, what does asking for help look like? My response kind of made me a little sick at my stomach. So I know you'll enjoy this episode. I'm sure you can relate. I'm certain it can help you. Um, And I guess, you know, I guess you could say I just flat wimped out. But I was concerned about reflecting negatively upon my company and it has nothing to do with my company. They give you the, the tools and resources you need um, to make a situation like this happen. And you know what? Sometimes life just happens in the professional world. There are things that are out of your control. And you got to roll with the punches and uh, stick to your commitment to be successful. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks so much. And we will be right back. In this episode of Man Versus Marriage, what did we say it was going to be, Coach Rita? Pull up a chair? Pull up a chair. Coaching the Q-Dog by Coach Rita. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus marriage. The podcast.
and welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is me, the Q Dog, and Coach Rita, and today we have an interesting show for you. What we decided to do was put old Quincy Moran in the coaching chair. No, not the coaching chair, but in the coached chair. And we are going to do some live coaching. And I have agreed to put myself out there. And we're going to figure out where it goes. I decided not to go for a starting point. Um, this is probably a great week to do some coaching, Coach Rita. But, one of those uh, weeks, huh? Yep. It is, uh, it's been one of those years. Oh, and it's just June. Just June. Well, that's half, you right. know. So yeah, um, Coach Rita, I know we don't know where we're gonna do what we're gonna do or where we're we gonna take this. We didn't even talk beforehand. Nope, nope. We just uh, and as you notice today, I pulled up a chair. That's why yes. we decided to call this episode "Pull Up a Chair." Normally, I stand up so I can I have my power stance, uh, but today we're going for some coaching. Yes. And I am your humble <laughs> candidate. I'm your humble player. So coach away. So why do you say it's been a year? There has been, it, okay, this year, all right, between, um, between people uh, le- leaving work, family relationships and uproar, death of family members, um, chaos at home and chaos in the workplace, change with church life. Um, you know, there has just been so much, I can't even classify it really as change because change seems so innocent Mm -hmm. and it's been, it's just been more than that. Um, I don't know why I use it as the phrase chaos, but, um, it's just, there has just been so many life-changing situations going on, it seems hard at times to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had my journal here so I could go back through and kind of detail them out for you. Right. Because I hate to be so general with it, but I'm sure that, you know, we can un- uncover some of them. But, you know, I've had a theory for a long time, not a theory, but a philosophy in mind that, you know, in chaos there's always opportunity to grow or opportunity for greatness. Right. And I'm having to, uh, I'm really having to walk that out Mm -hmm. right now. And it is extremely challenging. What's the challenge? What would you say the challenge is? And I, I, you know, the things that you express, um, our life and life is challenging. Life can be very challenging at times. Things that, you know, come our way. It's how you defined it and how you respond to it. So if you're saying it's chaos, are you responding to it? In, in that sense, you know, cause when chaos is, when chaos happens, there, there's something within us that kicks in that feels that we have to control the chaos like we have to take control of what is going on when sometimes you just got to let the chaos happen in the midst of it 
because trying to control it, you get frustrated, you get overwhelmed, you, um, you make things happen that probably shouldn't be happening all out of fear because you're out of control because this is total chaos. Does that make sense? Sure. I guess, I guess what I would do is start by, you know, defining chaos. Mm -hmm. What, what is my definition of exactly. that? And that is like major change that I didn't initiate. Okay. So let's just take my professional life. And, uh, you know, I was away on business um, in January because in the company I work for, we go away uh -huh. to, we all, all the management goes to one particular location. Right. And uh, it was my first year managing my own location, you know, mm -hmm. last year after coming off of surgery and finally getting a team assembled. Right. And, um, you know, so come January, while I'm away, I get, uh, it might have even been on my birthday or pretty close to that. Um, no, it wasn't my birthday, but it, it, it was close. I get an email, not a phone call, not a text, not nothing, but a letter of resignation um, to somebody I had just asked are you with us or are you not with us, mm -hmm. you know, in this company? And flat out, I'm with you. I'm here. I'm going to grow. So I'm away. And then, so that's that's one person leaving the company that, you know, going on a year's worth of time, um, kind of when you're building your team, you you have to be able to build a team and count on people. Right. And so that was one. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't very long after that that a second person decided to leave the company. And so now, you know, on a team of 10, you're down to eight. Right. And not long after that, another person left the company. So now on a team of 10, you go down to seven. And then you hire some people, and then another person leaves. Oh, my goodness. And the person, one of the people that leaves was there for well over 20 years. And um, what that means is, you know, when, you, when you're in charge, um, it's your responsibility to make sure that things run because right. the company has entrusted you as the leader of that location right. to do it. So it was a job that I hadn't done full time for 17 years. And... Um, so it was all it was all left to me because I'm basically the only person there that can do it mm -hmm. based on your qualifications and what you can do on the computer. So not only am I trying to run our location, <clears throat> you know, shy of three people and then another person leaves, um, I have to manage the location as well. Right. So and, and at some point, it's hard not to to tiptoe into what the heck's wrong with me that everybody's leaving <laughs> now, you know, everybody kind of basically left because they had a better financial opportunity and that's that, you know, and I have told people that, you know, a, we only want people here that want to be here. B, um, if this is not where you want to be, how can I help you get to where you want to go? Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it still it still doesn't change the fact that you know you start at five in the morning you end at seven thirty in the evening and if you're not if you're not there to make these things happen because you can't you can't put the responsibility on people that have been there for two months or three months four months you know and it it's just change that I didn't initiate right it was incredibly big you know and it's like that's so my definition of chaos is there mm-hmm. you know it's just extremely difficult and I'm looking the the mindset I try to take through it like I said is looking for opportunity in it mm-hmm. not to let it destroy me but to say you know what and tell my team also that there's opportunity in this change. There's opportunity in this chaos. Um, and looking to work through that. And um, that's just on the business side of right. things. <laughs> right. You know? So it's 5 in the morning till, you know, like 7.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm still supposed to be a dad. I'm still supposed to be a husband. Right. And, you know... When things change at home, everybody changes at home. And when you change the routine of children with autism, that breeds. It's huge. That breeds its mm-hmm. own joy, joyful circumstances. Right. So Joyful chaos. <laughs> joyful <laughs> chaos. Because there again, there's change that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, I try to, I try to live, I don't try, I live my life the way that I say and the things that I do, but that, you know, that since the beginning of the year and basically the job is seven days a week right now and is, it was like no end in sight mm-hmm. um, and trying to train five people, right? five brand new people. You know, I have a great a great support system that's there, but being responsible for five brand new people in our industry and how safety has to be the core value right. of what you do and how can you put the right amount of attention on people when the job you're doing is, you know, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> but it all matters because you talk about people's livelihood mm-hmm. and other people's career. Right. You know, and um, while you're while you're working to develop a marriage, you know, while you're trying to continue to improve yourself so that you can be the best dad and the best husband um, and the best friend, you know, to your wife. And you can still be somebody that people outside of all-consuming career count on. Right. And then you listen over and over again to yourself, apologize, you know, to your family. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that I'm late again. I'm sorry that I'm late again. And then you couple that... um, with finding out, you know, going to the doctor and it's like, I'm going to get released. I'm going back to the gym. I can be a full participant in our family. I can pick up a case of water again, you know, those great things. And then finding out, no, actually you've got a four by four hernia in the front of your stomach. And if you don't fix it, it will become irreparable. So you're going to have surgery again and you're going to be down for two months again. And my surgery was scheduled for April, Mm -hmm. but when my guy got a better opportunity. That had to just be on the back burner. I had to put it on the back burner. And, and, 
Did I have to? Um, I do feel like I had to for me because the amount of mental stress that I would be going through for people that so many people had left, I didn't feel like I'd be able to heal properly. So now the goal is, you know, move it forward to um, like October mm-hmm. and um, get my people trained in such a way where I'm not doing them a disservice by going out, but I have to take care of my health so right. I can be around for the long haul, you know, my <laughs> wife and my kids right? My for myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, lots of hurdles at work and then, you know, lots of hurdles with autism and then various challenges that come along with, I'm sure people can relate, but with, you know, with your marriage and with your children in general, because, you know, it's not, it's probably not uncommon in households today where your kids are talking about suicide. Mm -hmm. So there's that, you know, chaos that comes into the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, family members passing away, family members, relationships, being mm-hmm. separated and strained you know, and how do you work through that? How do you explain that to your children? Um, you know, and then church, you know, another constant that, um, that's all changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just those things with lots more detail, <laughs> right? That I don't have written down here. Um, I get the gist of it. You're a little overwhelmed. There's a lot of overwhelmed, there. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, what, when, when you talk about, you know, all these, um, events, all these situations, circumstances, you know, that, that are before you, what is the one that gnaws you at night? What is the one that, you know, you could, you could go to sleep really hard, but in the middle of the night, you're waking up thinking about it. What is, what is that? Cause you know, we all have a lot of stuff on our plates, but there's usually a few things that really gnaw at us that, that yeah. to get some kind of, um, solution or it just, you know, it just has you thinking. There's two things that I could point to and they just pop. It was the first couple of things that really just popped into my mind. And I'm going to be just absolutely vulnerable here. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, someone in my company listens and they're not disappointed, but hopefully my situation can help somebody else because mm-hmm. I'm an all in man. Right. But the thing that is kind of eating at me right now is that work gets the best of me and my family's getting the rest of me. That is that is so hard for me to process right now because you know you you can give yourself so selflessly to people mm-hmm. and one situation can be mistaken and then it's like all the history of all you've done is immediately forgotten. And it's, it's like, it gets so thankless sometimes. Right. That it's like all, you know, all this time and effort, 
all this heart and soul and spirit and life I'm putting into something mm-hmm. while my family is just, you know, doing their thing. All this time and energy could be spent where it would be appreciated, it seems. And I'm sure my time and energy is appreciated. Our business is just really, it's really difficult. A lot of things that people do as an emergency or because they have a problem and <laughs> you're there. They're not there because they're happy or want to be, you know? Right. Um, and then the second thing is my inner attitude towards my wife and my kids. And Explain that's some, that. Some, you know, sometimes you can just grin and bear it, but I'm very cognizant of how I think towards my wife and towards my kids when mm-hmm. their situation is going on. Mm-hmm. Here's a perfect example. There was, I'm going to use the word again, there was just total chaos going on at work yesterday. Two serious safety situations. Like... I can't get into detail, but right. one of them ended with a person in my office unloading on me, not somebody within the company, but somebody outside the company in tears and just unloading and telling me what I did to them on something that I was not involved in, but mm-hmm. because I'm the leadership there, I had to take it. And it just threw me. I mean, it was it was absolutely Bad. terrible. Mm-hmm. So on the way home, you know, these things are mounting up. Another piece of just crazy information comes to me right before I leave. And I'm already, I'm already an hour late because it's my wife's birthday. I'm already, you know, I'm already late. And this piece of information comes in and it's just a a two punch to the neck type Mm -hmm. thing. So I'm driving home. I call my wife because, you know, we like to talk on the way home. I'm headed home. And uh, she had made mention, like, you ask for a week. It's like, hey, honey, what do you want for your birthday? What would you like for your birthday? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And we just had Ashlyn's graduation. So in passing, you know, one of the girls says, mom, I like a king's cake. I'm like, oh, king's cake. And I'm thinking, well, it's, I think this is Sunday. And... How am I going to get to Sam's Club on Monday? I could have called in, you know, phoned a friend to get some help. (laughs) But it just was there and it was gone. And I didn't remember until Tuesday. And I didn't do anything about the king's cake. Or maybe it was Wednesday, you know. So I'm on the way home and all this really difficult stuff has happened. And in the background, my kids are scolding me because I didn't get her king's Uh. cake. I didn't get cupcakes i didn't get gluten-free stuff so the kids for autism can make it right i had made requests for that to be because we did walmart pickup Uh i had made requests for that to be done but it didn't happen and i didn't go do it myself Mm -hmm. you know and i just started ramping up i just started revving up when it's like you know it's like well great this is really fantastic okay You've got no idea what I've been through, but now you're telling me this and you're telling me that. And I'm just thinking these things. This is my inner dialogue starting to build up like a volcano. And I just had to put the kibosh on it because a, everything they said was right. Mm -hmm. If it was wrong, I'd still have put the kibosh on it. Everything they said is right. 
And the truth is, this situation has nothing to do with A, B, or C. Matter of fact, A has nothing to do with B. A and B have nothing to do with C. <laughs> right. So I got to put the brakes on here and compartmentalize what's happening because they don't deserve what I'm coming up with right no. now. So I, I had to, I really had to check myself and the way that I was thinking and how I wanted to respond and how I wanted to pour out my frustrations on them right? because they were making me feel a certain way about something that I had control of, but I didn't take control of. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? They're not going to get this. I'm going to call my wife back. I'm going to ask her if she wants Rocky Road or, you know, what she wants. And I'm going to stop at the store. It's already like 7 o'clock at night. I'm going to stop at the store. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get her, you know, whatever she wants, get the kids what they want, get, you know, on down the line. I'm going to take it home, and I'm going to do what's right with a good attitude. I still went home with a kind of a crappy attitude, <laughs> but they helped me through it. Mm -hmm. I was still kind of snappy when I walked in. Gracie says, how's work? I don't want to talk about work at all. That was the wrong thing to do. Right. So, you know, you have to make good on that, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to talk to my wife about any of this stuff. It's her birthday. She doesn't need to be brought down. Right. You know, that was my own decision. So I don't know where we're going with this, but those are the two things. Mm -hmm. Um, Work gets the best of me. Family gets the rest of me. Right. And I still employ the best I have got to give when I'm there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just noticed sometimes I would be thinking angrily towards my wife. And her situation has nothing to do with what's going on at work. So when those things collide, collide. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and I just think of, gosh, you were thinking that way. I, you f I just feel terrible for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll apologize for it. And she may never know. Right. But those are the things that I'm kind of working through right. right now. I I hope I'm not bringing people down here. You know, I, I, I really <laughs> I think, do. I think you're, you're sharing and you're voicing, I think, what a majority of people um, deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. It's that struggle to keep that balance between work and family. Um, it, it's really, um, what's priority in, in a men's head is you are the, um, provider. You are, you know, you're the one that uh, in your situation, cause I, I do know you, um, you know, you're the one that goes, you're the one that works, you're the one that provides for the family. So, you know, you're caught in that. You're caught in that um, you want to be there for your family. You want to make them a priority. However, you have this job that 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 you're dedicated to, that you're making your way through the business, and it really sucks right now It because it's tearing you at both ends. It is. It, it really is. It really, and I, I don't, I think a lot of listeners out there are probably sitting in the seat that you're sitting in hmm. because what do you do? What decisions do you make? Um, a lot of times you just have to stop and ask yourself and 
it's it's finagling and it's it's prioritizing what's important to you. It's like what we say, right? Um, and and I'm a huge. What's your why? What is your why? Do you share your why with your wife, um, knowing what it's going to take in your business to to do what it is that you want to do and go as far as you want to go? Um, as far as work, now this is work. I know what company you work for. It's a pretty big company. Um, the the questions that I would have for you is is you're the one, and I know that you know this, sets the boundaries. Yeah. You're the one. Um, I'm a firm believer that you treat people or you teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer on that. Um, you have to set the standard. You have to set the boundary when it comes to work. Where Where is the cutoff? Where I get you know, your business, I get, I get where it is that you're coming from. They'll run you to the ground if they could. Because if, if you were to literally remove yourself from it, like let's get some, some perspective on this. If you were to remove yourself from it, this company is just going to continue to go. And, and it's, I'm not saying it would be easy, but they would be able to feel that of what it is that you're doing. So sometimes you need to get perspective on how much is it that you're willing to give them. Mm-hmm. If you, when you're there, 100%, absolutely. But there still has to be a boundary on that. Yeah. And why aren't you asking for help? That would be a really good question. And who, who is the person that you go to, to, um, to communicate, to, to release that frustration, to, to, uh, vocalize what's going on there in your unit, in your store. Um, who's your mentor that you get to reach out to and say, Hey, this is what's going on. How can you help me? Hmm. What, what things can I do? What things can I put into place um, people that have been in your position for years, you know, they go through employees. It's not like this is the first time this has ever happened. Yeah. You know, you do, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what company you're at. You do go through employees. Mm -hmm. So how, what is the best strategy? I mean, I know you go to, um, conferences and they, go and train you and they, they're all about that. Uh, Definitely all about that. Um, but where, when it, when it comes down to the day to day, who is your mentor? Where's your outlet? Um, where's your help? Cause it seems when you, when you're talking and when you're explaining this, what I'm hearing you say is I'm all alone doing this. Hmm. And I've taken this thing on like this beast. I've taken this beast on and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger beyond me. And my family's the one that's paying the price for this beast that has gotten way out of hand in the sense of the chaos that's going on in the company. Yeah. So I don't know if those are, you know, those are really answers that you can give me. It's, it's something to think about. Um, 
a lot of times we don't ask for help. A lot of times we think we can do it because we're trying to prove something to upper management or we're trying to prove something to ourselves that we can do this and we don't need to ask for help. And, and thinking that we can just everything that's going on, good, bad, whatever, we just keep it and we stuff it and we, we don't share it and we don't look for that outlook because we don't want to be complainers or we don't want to feel like we're being babies or, but you have to have that when you, when you start having, you know, positions in, in management positions, you know, higher positions, you need people around you Mm -hmm. to talk to and, and to release this, you know, stuff that happens. Um, because like you said, it's usually people who aren't very pleasant. It's usually you are literally putting fires out all the time. Yeah. So you have to, I mean, I don't know if that any of that is available to you or if that's something that you do do something that you already have, something that you have in place. Um, you know, where are your boundaries? Is there boundaries? Um, or is it pretty much, I'm going to give this two years and see where I'm at. I'm all in and, and then I'm going to go from there and then I'll start setting things in place. Um, what was another thing? I guess the, the other thing too is big is, um, where's your support? Where's your support system? Who, who has you? Yeah. You're big on, you have the employees, but who has you? Yeah. Where, where can you go and, and gain that support and, um, the encouragement and the insight and the wisdom that you would need, you know, to move forward through, through these situations of the employees and having new employees. And that's huge. Yeah. That's a huge thing to take on all in the midst of, Hey, I'm the new manager. I'm here to, you know, rock and roll. And you know, it, it, there's just so much, so many things that take place when you come in as new management. Yeah, there really are, especially for a visionary like me, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so you ask a lot of good questions because that's your specialty. Um, I can tell you that I noticed probably a month ago that I kind of had like ripped out all the boundaries for work. Like I just let it can just completely consume any boundary line that it had because I kind of caught myself continually thinking about every situation my most of my thoughts most of my speech was all about work and I realized you know because I've got you as a great coach and your words do run through my head Mm -hmm. quite often um but I had absolutely no boundaries for work anymore it had completely consumed you consumed me um and uh, who do I ask for help? It's a big company. I know your company. It is. It is. Um, the hard thing for me is that... The hard thing for me is that 
this is the responsibility that I signed up for. So who else can I give it to? Who? It's who not else? so much like giving it to somebody. It's somebody. It's somebody coming alongside you. To. To help you maneuver through this. Okay. Like. If you know a manager from another store that has done their store for 20 years, like I would be on the phone calling them and asking them, gaining wisdom from them. How did you work through this? Yeah. What are things that I need to implement? You know, um, what is, what's a timeline, a good timeline for what it is that I'm trying to create with these new employees. And, you know, it's, it's, it's gaining information from them yeah. that's helping. It's not so much like come over and do my store because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's gaining, it's asking those questions, those right questions um, that can give you the wisdom, give you the information that you need instead of feeling like you're drowning. I think just listening to what you're saying, I have, I actually, I have, you know, what I would call fantastic leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's my job not to, I'm just going to incriminate myself. It's my job not to burden them with my problems because they hired me to do it. But there's not one employee I have that I wouldn't want to come to me. Exactly. You know, to, to let me help them with their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, you know, we, I was working through a situation with, somebody on my team Mm -hmm. and uh it's you know it's like well i just you know i come in to ask you a question and you have a phone in each ear and you know two people in front of you and two brand new people to the right of you that all need your attention at the same time and that's actually a literal situation Mm -hmm. happening um i said i understand that but you know, there's no moment that I wouldn't stop what I'm doing to help you if you right. need me too. And um, that's just something that I am going to have to. It's it's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of times we fall into the trap of p- other people's perception. Because we know in our head we would say that you know, in a minute I would stop everything and give you the attention or give you the time that you need, but your behavior, your actions, your, just your mere continent of, of what it is that you're, um, putting out there with two phones, people around you, me personally, I'd say this dude's way too busy. I ain't going to get, you know, I'm not going to bombard him anymore. So you, you would give that, uh, perception that you're so busy. You just don't have time when really in your head, you, you want to be there for your people. You want to be able to, to talk to them. But if that's the vibe you're putting out, you can't fault them for that. I wouldn't either. I just, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like this episode is going to have to wrap up. Yes, we're going to um, have to. But I think, uh, kind of think we it, we should do the audience, you know, our audience justice 
by kind of continuing it on in the next episode. That sounds kinda great. Try to pick up where we left off. Okay. I think. All right. So, hey, reach out to us. Uh, you can go to Facebook at MVSM Podcast. Join us there. And that's where a lot of the fun begins. And um, we are definitely putting some things out there right now and starting to get more engagement. So we would love for you to be a part of that. Um, and really just love to hear from you and maybe what's you know going on and what's in your wallet. Um, and then you can email us as well. And that's coach at man versus marriage podcast.com coach at man vs marriage podcast.com. And we are going to come back on the next episode in how to fix the Q dog until then we be about it out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.